welcome back to The Crown in Theory. In the past episodes, we've explored the way that representations of individuals, which are inaccurate or misleading or oversimplified, are being seen and discussed as controversial. In our next episode, we discussed the way that history and the historical role that the British monarchy has played is glossed over both by the crown and by the monarchy itself. And in light of these criticisms, in this episode, we want to look at what role the monarchy played. And in light of these criticisms, we're going to end by thinking about the role that the show The Crown plays in creating an image of the monarchy and why that might be a useful thing. So as we discussed in our last episode, there are certain representations that the monarchy puts forth and that the show The Crown is complicit in. But there are other ideas of the monarchy that the crown is rejecting and that they sort of flaunt and make fun of. And one of them has to do with social reproduction theory. Social reproduction theory is something that is discussed by the Marxist thinker Bhattacharya in her work, How Not to Skip Class. And it stems from this idea in Marx's Capital that there is labor and value which goes into creating the ability to do labor and that that has to be paid for then there has to be some difference between the amount of labor that went into creating that labor capacity and the amount of labor that you then get out of that worker. And that margin is what he talks about leading to extended working hours to try to get that, that margin to be greater and to get the profit from there. And so Bhattacharya looks at that and says, okay, well, what about the laborers who go into producing that labor capacity, who maybe themselves don't have uh, waged labor? They're speaking about mothers and caregivers, and these are roles that go into producing someone who can then have labor capacity and go into the capitalistic sphere. Bhattacharya asks the question, how can labor power be restored? And so these things that she talks about existing outside of the workplace are part of how that restoration happens. And in The Crown, especially in the first two seasons and in season two, we see that the 
monarchy and the press and media that happen around the monarchy almost see royalty as a source of social reproduction. And this sort of arrogant and condescending view of the working class is very well described and exemplified by a scene in season two. The character of Cecil Beaton says this. Imagine this, if you will. A young woman, a commonplace creature, sits in her drab little scullery, so much work to do, so much washing up, how she longs for comfort, for hope. She wants to believe her life has some meaning beyond chores. She opens a magazine and sees her Royal Highness's photograph. For one glorious transforming moment, she becomes a princess too, and she is lifted out of her miserable, pitiful reality into a fantasy. Later, she will step out of her house in a new neckerchief, perhaps, for which she has saved. Oh, she will hold, hold her head up high. She is renewed. This way of explaining the role that the 20th century royal family is expected to fill is very knowingly different from the role that the royal family is expected to fill as characters in this show. The You're not supposed to come out of it, and very few come out of this show, uh, show saying, oh, I wish I was a royal. It's shown to be a somewhat terrible thing, and we see these really horrible uh, experiences of emotional turmoil that these characters experience and kind of this being trapped in this institution. And so the crown can be seen as kind of rebelling against this idea of the monarchy being this source of emotionally and morally uncomplicated entertainment and escapism. And instead uses this as a source of unique interpersonal relationships and really wants to do a deep dive into maybe not the way that history perceives these characters or the way that we perceive these characters now, but what it would be like speculatively in the imaginations, of course, of the creators to be in these very unique situations that they, they are in and what it's like to be in that family, which is its own form of escapism in that it's so very different from our lives. And yet it says we want to find something to empathize with, not just 
in an envious way that we wish we were this person. But we want an experience outside of ourselves where we can care about and relate to somebody that in a normal situation we would not care about and relate to either because we didn't know that much about them or the things that we did know about them were not positive things. And so this sort of exercise in creating an emotional connection with characters in an institution that has for a long time tried to control the emotional connection that people experience with it. Either say they're, this is something we are going to represent as emotionally detached, or here is the emotion that you will feel around this wedding or this event. And it, it kind of takes that away from them, which is an interesting and unsettling thing to do to an institution of power. This concludes our podcast. Thank you so much for listening to The Crown in Theory.